You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Welcome to episode 97 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your day, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this week's guest. Our guest is a legend in an industry that I have followed since I was a kid. The industry would be professional wrestling, and the guest is Mr. Lance Russell, who was a commentator back in the glory days of Memphis Wrestling. And I met Mr. Russell back in August at a convention here in the Pensacola area. And I was introduced to him through the movie Man in the Moon, which was about the life story of Andy Kaufman, who for a time wrestled for Memphis Wrestling back in, I believe, the early 80s against Jerry Lawler, who is a current WWE commentator and easily the most famous Memphis wrestler of all time. And when I first started watching wrestling, it was during the Attitude Era with WWE versus WCW, and I didn't really know about the older stuff, like the NWA with Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Harley Race, Terry Funk, or even stuff from the 70s and the early 80s. And Man in the Moon kind of introduced me to that very early, but since the invention of YouTube and the WWE Network, I've been able to go back and watch a lot of the older stuff. So I was really excited about the possibility of getting to interview Lance Russell, someone who has been in that industry and was in it for a time, you know, when it was really big and it was really an honor to just pick his brain about his career, how he got into the industry, uh, traveling with Gordon Soley, who a lot of people consider to be the greatest wrestling commentator of all time, Uh, his work on the Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler feud, working with the fabulous Freebirds who are also going into the WWE hall of fame this year. And just talking wrestling in general, it's one of my favorite things to discuss with people And getting to talk with someone who was in that industry was really awesome. And and I thank you again, uh, Mr. Russell, for taking the time to do that interview. And a special thanks to his son, Shane, who helped set up the interview. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, I know, as I said, I had a lot of fun doing it. But before we get started, I have a quick question for you. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out Atomics, the EP from My Close Friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, featuring the vocals of Mr. Joey Trincali. It has three tracks, including their single Tomorrow's Plan, which happens to be the theme song of this very podcast. This EP is unlike anything the Unicorn Wranglers have done before, so support local music and check out Atomics, which is available now on iTunes and Spotify for only $2.97. You can also follow the Unicorn Wranglers on social media, like them on Facebook, just search for the Unicorn Wranglers. They're also on Twitter and Instagram, at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to check out their website, theunicornwranglers.com. And without further ado, here is my interview with Lance Russell. Sitting here with my very special guest, who I'm honored to have on the show, one of the greatest wrestling commentators of all time, a legend of Memphis wrestling, Lance Russell. And Lance, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. You stopped me cold right there. I don't know what else to say. It's all over with. That introduction, how can I follow it? 
It's great to, <laughs> great to have a, another Pensacola guy. We got him outnumbered now, partner. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were actually uh, talking off air, and I, I wanted to uh, to start off by asking this. You said you've lived here for around 15 years or so, but where are you from originally? Uh, I was, well, believe it or not, I was originally born in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. I grew up in Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, then we moved into Michigan when my dad became a transplanted Yankee with uh, Chrysler Corporation, and I lived up in Michigan for a, a period of years, and then um, came down to Dayton, Ohio, which is the greatest move that we ever made because I met my very, very sweet and dear lady friend, Miss Audrey Russell, and we were married a long, long, long time, thankfully, and it was uh, all to my delight and so on. So then uh, from Dayton, Ohio, we came down to south, which, of course, we had that all in our background. And, uh, hey, here we are, man, back down again. Uh, we have a son that moved down here in the course of business and has lived here uh, a couple of years longer than, than I have and uh, delighted to be living with them now. And uh, so that's my background. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what was it that sparked your interest in getting into the wrestling business? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I really, uh, unless you consider every every fan that ever goes to uh, a wrestling match and getting into the wrestling business, because uh, that's how I got into it, was in Dayton, Ohio. The, I was working as a uh, an usher. Uh, at the auditorium, the Dayton Auditorium, and they had wrestling like once a month on a regular basis, as most of the ones used to do it. And that's how my interest began, was in going down and watching him and seeing him and uh, seeing all about it and having my opinions about it. Was it real? Was it fake? Was it this? Was it that? And, And so on. And then... As I started out on my career, which was broadcasting, I started uh, in radio first, and radio went to television, and and in radio I uh, I did sports broadcasting is what my real interest was in, and I started out doing high school athletics, and I did Union University uh, athletics at uh, Jackson, Tennessee, and and various things. And and one of the uh, times I was working in Jackson, Tennessee, at a radio station called WDXI-TV, and uh, I was walking across the street with one of the other uh, employees of WDXI there, and the boss man, Mr. Aaron Robinson, who, by the way, you may be able to tell me whether he still is alive and whether he is associated with the Jackson Generals of the same league that uh, Pensacola is. Uh, Does that name ring a bell by any chance, Aaron Robinson? That does sound sound very familiar uh, because the Wahoos play the Generals every year. Yes, I know. That does sound very, uh, very familiar. 
Uh, but now, I'm, I'm not sure if he's in the still in the league or not. Well, he this he is he is older than I am, and that is almost against the law. So uh, I I don't think he's still alive, but I don't know. But what I was going to tell you was, I was walking across the street, and and of course uh, I was flattered to know that he even knew that I worked for him, and he said, "Hey, Russell." Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> what can I help you? He said, uh, I just wondered if you'd ever done wrestling before in broadcasting. And I said, no, sir, I've never done it, but I'm a wrestling fan from way back, and uh, there's nothing to stop me from doing it. Well, you better start learning right now, because in two weeks, I'm getting ready to start a live wrestling show right here on the old Met Theater property. He bought the Met Theater in addition to owning the uh, television station and and the radio station, DXI and all. And so he said, we're going to be starting it, so you better brush up on it because I want you right there at ringside. And that, my friend, Mr. Jarrett, is exactly how I got started. And it came along, and, and uh, oddly enough, the people who brought in the wrestling and, and all were the Goulas Welch organization. And that, uh, uh, that Derek is, is the, is the way I got affiliated with them also mm-hmm. and was affiliated with them for a lot of years. They of course promoted down here, the Fuller brothers who were part of the Welch clan that had that, uh, had that affiliation with wrestling Roy Welch and Herb Welch and all the good Welches and so forth. So that's how I got, how did you get hanging up with it? Were you, were you a fan like I was? Is that the way you got started? My uncle introduced me uh, to wrestling when I was a 12 year old, uh, back oh, in, uh, 98. Well, he grew up watching it too. He grew up watching like Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Harley Race, a, a lot of you know the NWA uh, type stuff, and well, sure, since, yeah. and, and since then, you know, I've I've been hooked. I've followed it ever since then, and and you know, with the with the WWE Network and with YouTube, I've gone back and watched uh, stuff that's even not available on the network. Like you know, I've watched a lot of the stuff with you, especially like the Jerry Lawler, uh, Andy Kaufman feud, a lot of the other bits. Oh, yeah. uh, that I, that I watched with you uh, that are on YouTube, so it, it's yeah, it's been a yeah. it's been a lot of fun, and it, it was one of those uh, things that I loved growing up watching, and I've stuck with it ever since. Well, that is very good to hear, and it reminds me of two things: the number of times that I have heard when we've been out on Q and A, question and answer things, where we're talking to the fans and answering the the innermost question that they want to make and ask about wrestling, and we try to give them as straight an answer as we can. And um, it's just it's just a lot of fun uh, participating in, in that part of it, at least I find it is. And so I'm glad to hear that uh, that's the case. I have heard from guys standing across, and gals, plenty of gals been asking to about, about wrestling and attend our Q&As and, and so forth, and uh, they want to know things, say, listen, you know I used to watch it when I was six, seven years old, 
I'd go over Saturday morning over to my grandpa and grandma's house, and they'd have us over there and say, now listen here, when we're watching wrestling, nobody is talking. We want to hear this and <laughs> see what Lance and Dave have got to say about it and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, it is one of the biggest thrills in my life to to have people who are that familiar that they came back and joined part of our early life. And uh, bless them. I am just really so thrilled about it. And That's awesome. People say, that is so cornball and all of that. Well, cornball in your ear, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's the way I live, and that's what I love to do, and I still love it. No, I, I, I appreciate I think that's awesome. Jarrett coming in and asking me to come on and talk about wrestling. Okay, let's talk wrestling. <laughs> so I was uh, I was I listened to your interview that you did on uh, Jim Ross's podcast uh, a couple of months ago. And you, oh yeah, and you mentioned something that I, I I was dying to ask you about because you were talking about traveling with uh, Gordon Soley, who is another fantastic wrestling announcer. Uh, what was Absolutely. that like traveling? What was that like traveling with him? I'll tell you, it was it was one of those big thrills. I mean, if you would uh, <laughs> if you would get an opportunity to to talk to somebody who is one of your favorite folks in the wrestling business, then you'd know what I felt like when I when I traveled with Gordon Soley. Gordon was just sensational. Uh, the reason I say that, Gordon started out, as I did, with other sports. Gordon started out primarily with automobile racing, and he worked at the track in Florida uh, doing PA work and, and, and doing broadcast work, and he got picked up uh, the guy who who uh, was connected with the track, as my memory uh, was, also became connected with maybe wrestling promotion, and got Gordon to step in and do the uh, do the announcing. And what a pick that was for him to do it. And Gordon uh, just as natural. One of the things about it, he he loves and he wants to be doing something that he believes. There's a couple of sports that I won't mention that he didn't particularly care for, and that wasn't his favorite thing to do. But uh, one of his favorite things to do was wrestling. Gordon Soley working down in Florida and uh, Atlanta and any place else that they were willing to pay to get the best, and, and he was the best. He was, he was very good. And uh, that doesn't mean to say that there are others that, that aren't in the in the category that I think you mentioned one, Jim Ross, outstanding, Bob Caudle, outstanding, no question yes. about it. Anyhow, um, the situation w- with Gordon was he was down in Florida, and uh, basically that's where we started when he was at Florida and I was at Memphis, and I would call up and I said, hey, uh, we've got uh, Herb Welch coming up here, or uh, Buddy Fuller coming up here uh, from down in your section in, in Tampa, uh, and and I need to get an interview with him on wrestling against one of the great Chinese wrestlers. And, and uh, so Gordon would say, okay, fine, what do you want, what do you need, and anything. And he would tell me uh, what the vein of the interview would be, and he, I would do it for him send a tape down to him, 
same thing happened the other way around, as you can imagine, and that is I would call Gordon and say, hey, we've got somebody coming up here and 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 want to want to get an interview with them would you do it yes and so we traded tapes it's different than the fans but as a matter of fact it is really the same things as the fans trading tapes um ours were on a specific match or a a, a mixture of for a future program or something like that but it was the same thing we we traded them and that's how Gordon and I became friends. We became much closer friends. I was unfortunate not to be able to work with Gordon younger in my in my career. And when Gordon was a younger man too, <laughs> and we uh, we we just uh, had a lot of fun growing up talking on the telephone about wrestling. And I tell you, it's contagious. <laughs> it really is. It was. That's the way it was with Gordy. He was just great. And and we traveled around and we went to it and I would always try to get there in time to go to somebody behind the food table or something and say, hey, I'm Lance Russell. I know you don't know who I am, but I broadcast wrestling. Oh, I think I've heard of you. Didn't you uh, shine shoes for Gordon Soldi? No, they didn't say that. <laughs> they, uh, and, and anyhow, I'd set up a deal and where Gordon and I would come in there and eat lunch, go to get lunch, and we'd stop off and get a burger here. And, okay, we'd stop in there, and the guy, hey, man, what a great thing to see you. Lance Russell, I'll be a son of a gun. You come, I, how things in Memphis and all of that. And he'd start talking about all the things we had set it up, you know. And then Gordon is standing there, and here is the world's greatest wrestling announcer, and he is hearing this guy talking about this punk that's walking around beside him, Lance Russell, and that just was one of the great thrills of my life was to pull a pull a thing like that on Gordy. And <laughs> we he had his chance to pull a few up on me when we got out in Arizona on one trip where our wives went out with us. And anyhow, that's another story. <laughs> Um, something else I wanted to ask you, um, mentioning earlier, uh, you did all the matches for, uh, the Jerry Lawler, uh, Andy Kaufman feud. Uh, I did. In fact, I was very fortunate and fortunate in not only to be able to get to see them all and be close enough to know everybody involved in the thing, but just to see some very interesting showmanship and things like that. Yes. The answer is yes. I did do that. What was Andy Kaufman like to be around? Whoa! <laughs> you had to ask. Well, okay, I'll cross that out. I'll cross that out. Now we'll get into this part about the wrestling. And that was, uh, this guy was so, if you think you were a fan, and if I think I was a fan, let me tell you, this guy was one of the greatest wrestling fans I ever ran into in my life. And I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you the truth. He used to lay up there in Long Island is where I think he lived, where he spent folks. And he'd go in the room and he'd be by himself and he'd be watching all that East Coast stuff, all that stuff they put out on the East Coast and wish that they were doing Memphis-style wrestling, but they were doing East Coast. Now, I'm kidding again there. And, and he would sit there and watch it and he would just get carried away at how the heels could step in and make one move and bring them all to their feet and booing and hollering and all that kind of stuff. 
and it, it absorbed him. He genuinely, you know that feeling, I know. If you're a real wrestling fan, it's happened to you once, twice, and a whole bunch more times, too. And, and you feel it take over you. And, well, this is what happened to Andy. He uh, Little did he know he was going to be America's greatest and one of their wealthiest comics on television. Mm-hmm. But he turned out that way, as a matter of fact. And he still was a wrestling fan. Like, you can't believe how deep it went with him. He came up with the idea of doing something in the, a nightclub. They had hired him to do nightclub comedy, and he was a good draw and so forth. Not the world's greatest, but a good draw and uh, an unusual comic with an unusual sense of humor. And and he got thinking about doing, I know what, I'll get some of the guys to come down here. No, I don't think I want better mess with those guys. I still got to work a little myself. I'll start wrestling women. And so he became the intergender wrestling champ of the world, Andy Kaufman. Now, what you didn't know is he got started doing this with his girlfriend. It's still his girlfriend when the last time that I I knew Andy. And uh, he got, she would be a plant in the nightclub and he would challenge, and she would get up and say, you big mouth, I can take care of blah, blah, blah. And so they'd get in and start wrestling, and he'd, he would end up beating her, and, and that's how he became the known intergender champion of the world. And from that, he just got such a thrill at doing it, he decided, I want to go in. So he got in touch with, tried to get in touch with the uh, East Coast, and this is a story that I've gotten, and, and, and Lawler, Jerry Lawler knows the story for sure because he got a lot closer to Andy than anybody else that I know. And the story goes that Andy Kaufman got in Delta because the, a guy from the journalist field put him on to Jerry Lawler down here, and he got in touch with Lawler, and Lawler said, pack your bag, bud. And Jerry had talked to Jerry Jarrett, and they said, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can't pay him. Bro. No, no, he's taking care of the money. He's paying for it. Plus, he's paying the trans. Oh, sign him up. Bring him on. <laughs> he's just the man we're looking for. And, and so he did. I'm telling you the truth. That's what he did. He paid the trans, and he paid his own way. And then they put him on the scale when he sold it out the first night he wrestled in the Coliseum. Hello. <laughs> So it was uh, that was the start of the way it, the whole thing got started. And uh, if you have any other questions, let's get on this one while we're hot. Because, yes, it was the biggest period of wrestling that ever took place in Memphis, Tennessee, in any period of time. It was really great to be there. And I'm glad, hey, did you do that big match with Lawler in there? Yes, sir. I sure did. And it thrilled me to death. And um, it just was good entertainment. It was solid to see some of the best interview stuff when he'd get a, he'd tell you about how I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> You're from Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, and, Tennessee. And, yeah, Memphis, Tennessee, that's it. And let me tell you this, this is no lie. Every night that we would have a match on Monday nights there in Memphis, uh, this guy would go in the locker room, in a locker room, just a room, 
and he would have to have an hour's meditation before he ever went out to do a show for an audience. I'm telling you the truth. That's what he did. Interesting. And uh, if you talk to anybody else that knows him or was there enough to, uh, like we all were around the Memphis thing, and, and, and <laughs> that's what he did. And he went in there, and he would come out, and then, and boy, that night that he had signed that match to, to go against Jerry Lawler, and uh, he uh, he sat down there and, and, and at the Coliseum, his manager, and said he's trying to talk him out of doing this thing. You know, you could get hurt, and there would go taxi, and then what are you going to do? <laughs> and he said, no, no, we're doing this match, and it's, uh, anyhow, that's. That's what happened, and they uh, they they did into it, and boy, was that fun to do too. I can imagine yes. so because I've uh, I went back recently and I watched that entire feud. It's on YouTube. You can watch it from beginning to end. Every uh, interview that you did with Kaufman or Lawler, like it's got all of them in you know the order that it happened, and it, it was it was really cool to to go back and see that. And it, it was it's one of my favorite things that I've seen uh, in wrestling. So. I, I thought it was great. It's, it, if you don't know it, it is true. Yes, YouTube is our second life. It <laughs> thank, really is. Thank, thank goodness for YouTube because 99%, now 98% of the stuff that I ever did in Memphis wrestling, I can get it right there on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I never saw 2% of it before that. Because I had a full-time job at WHBQ-TV of being the director of programming, and that was really a full-time job. And so I never got to see and watch all of this stuff, you know. I was doing doing this stuff live and never got to see it. And YouTube comes along, and thank you, YouTube. Mm. Oh, absolutely. What was it like working with the Freebirds? Oh, <laughs> that was one of my rare, rare moments down in uh, in Atlanta when I went down with with the WCW, and uh, it was just priceless. And to this day, guess where in your hometown we went to eat breakfast on Easter morning, and who is standing across the way? With his mom, a native of Pensacola, Florida. Uh, yes, it was. You got it. <laughs> he was into uh, he was into uh, be there for Easter Day, and it, it, it was it was great to see him. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun working with that with that dude. Some <laughs> it, it, it was it was it, it was just absolutely. One of those things that you say in your life, boy, I wish something like that could happen to me. Because I, I well, you know how much I, well, maybe you don't know how much I think of Dave Brown, who I worked with for 27, 29, uh, seems like 139, and then again, it seemed like only yesterday. But I uh, worked with Davey, and you know what I think of him, and I'm not saying, saying anything there. I'm just simply saying that. There were some some people that you got a chance to work with every now and then. It was so different that Dave got tired of hearing my same stuff, and I guess I got tired of hearing his. But we loved it because we loved what we were doing. And uh, so 
yeah, it was it was really fun. It was great fun. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, do it. They they came up with so much stuff. They used to tease me about a little girlfriend that I had that they saw me in the in the parking lot before we came on to do the show. And 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 the Freebirds always took the greatest pleasure to to gig me about. Is that girl over fourteen years of age? And all oh that my stuff. God! Yeah, that's... yeah, that's what they did, and they did it on the whole thing that carried that particular syndicated show. But it was so much fun, and I and I love to see him today. Uh, Jimmy, I don't get get a chance to see to see at all. Are the Jimmy's a uh, pilot uh, for a living right now, and Michael is, of course. He's still in the business with WWE, and and I get to see him not as often as uh, as I used to because he used to live here, and mm-hmm. and then he moved away, and I think moved back to Atlanta, and uh, my son runs into him flying in when he's coming down to see his mom who still lives in Pensacola, and all. So something else I wanted to ask you, um, are you going to be appearing at any upcoming conventions or anything like that? Yes, I have something coming up, and I am so proud of this. I know what people say, "Eh, it's nothing, it's nothing, nothing. but I have been asked to accept an award, uh, kind of a Hall of Fame type of thing, uh, from the Cauliflower Alleys Club in Las Vegas. (laughs) We're going out there in in April of, of this coming year. And they're going to present an award, and I am proud to tell you that I have going as my person who introduces you to this uh, new circle and uh, the Call of Flower Alley Club, and that's Jerry the King Waller. And Jerry has agreed to come out. Jerry and I go back a long time. I mean, uh, he's not embarrassed, so why should I? How, how do you know he's not embarrassed? You ask him, no. And anyhow, uh, he's when he was 14 years old is when I got to know Jerry. He not only is a great artist in the wrestling business, he's a great artist when it comes with a pen, and he genuinely that. And I got to know Jerry and introduced him to the wrestling fans uh, via his pen, and from there it went on to be one of the really neat, relationships that I've had and I have enjoyed so much being with Jerry and so many other of the guys that fall in that category. Okay. Uh, the last thing I did want to ask, because uh, we we met at a, a convention uh, back in August, and I know you've done some uh, some local shows around here. Uh, how, how has that been? Well, it, it, it is kind of like you, too. It is a second, it is a second happening. Uh, it has just been so much fun to go. The first one that I ever did, I knew some of the guys were, were going out and they were selling pictures at these things and answering questions, you know that. And, and uh, we got, and, and my son Shane started taking care of that end of the business and, and decided we ought to go up to a, 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 a casino in Memphis, Tennessee, and do one up there, and we did, and that sucker was handled so beautifully, and they had it where the people came up, and they bought tickets to come in, and they got, and all of the wrestlers were around the table. I don't mean just a, a little card table or something like that. 
but in the in the uh, casino, and and the point I'm making is this is the way it should be done. You give them all a chance to come around, go at it, ask the question they always wanted to say. Wrestling really fake? Why, certainly not. It's all true, son. Every word of it, you know. Anyhow, <laughs> and and we we it's just great to talk to people. And they say, "Oh, we knew that." <laughs> and uh, it, it's just great to talk to people that enjoy the same thing that you enjoy, and and all. And and that's and that's what I say about this. We have had some where we weren't able to attract. Because why? No, they didn't get Memphis, and that's why they didn't know who I was or who they were or who anybody else on the thing was. We've had some bad ones, too, but by and large, most of them, I'm happy to say, we uh, did pull a lot of people in. And and it's just a lot of fun because you have them come up and say, hey, do you remember that night? Do you remember that day on television when Lawler and Sam Bass Rip that suit right off of your back. <laughs> Did you know that was going to happen? What do you think? I'm stupid or something, guy? You know. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's my life, and I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for making it a better one, too. By the way, man, I really appreciate it very much, uh, Mr. Diamond, of you coming to join us for what it is that we do. Oh, I. But, I, I definitely appreciate it. It's been a lot of great memories. And uh, in closing, I, I would like to say uh, thank you very much again for uh, taking time to do this interview. It was fantastic, and it was an honor. Thank you very much. I really genuinely appreciate that. My thanks again to Lance Russell for taking the time to do that wonderful interview. It was great getting to talk with someone who is involved in an industry that I've grown up loving and still love to this day. Next week, we'll be taking a look into the world of modeling, acting, and cosplaying with actress-slash-model-slash-cosplayer Miss Kimberly Batista, and you'll definitely want to check out that episode. She'll also be appearing at Southern Geek Fest, which I will be at along with the other members of the Nerd Cave Network on April 2nd and 3rd in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. That's D-E-R-E-K underscore Diamond. And follow the show on Twitter at D-D-E underscore podcast. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.